Vibe with Five is part of the ACAST Creator Network. You already know what it is. Vibe with Five, Vibe with Five, and you already know what it is. It's a Vibe with Five, Vibe with Five, and you already know this. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this week's episode of Vibe with Five. You got here myself, Joel Bear, sitting pretty comfortable, top of the league, four points ahead of whoever's second. And you've got here Rio Ferdinand and Stephen Housen following a stalemate nil-nil draw, Man United versus Newcastle at home, by the way. Let's just start off with that game because... No, 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 no. Why are we what? talking about... Every week we come here and talk about football. How you been? You all right? Have I been? No, yeah, I've been. Okay. How do you think I've been? How do you think I've been? Hmm? Real, how have you I've been? been great. I've been great. Yesterday, yesterday, um, I was actually at El Clasico, Real Madrid versus Barcelona. Ooh, scintillating football. 3-1 result. We're going to talk about that. Guys, if Benzema doesn't win Ballon d'Or, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I already saw the scandal with Lewandowski over the last couple of years, yeah, but if he does not win it, then I'm off the show. All the comments will get what they want. I'm leaving. I'm done. I'm done with Ballon d'Or. I'm done. <laughs> I yeah. agree. I agree. Yeah, did you see it yesterday? Did you see it yesterday? Yeah, yeah, I see it. I see it. I'm just more interested where we start in this show. I say we start Man United Newcastle. Like, talk to me about why we talk about football all the time. Stop it, Steve. Steve, stop it, man. Listen, I want to start. I want to start off with. um, How's the family? No, no, shut up, Steve. (laughs) What did you? What did you think of the game, Rio? What did you think? Um. Yeah, it was it was it was a stalemate. But I think I think Man United controlled parts of the game. Um I saw Eric Ten Hart's comments every day Man United pressed them, they were tired, they were getting cramped. Um that's normal should be normal at Old Trafford. Teams should be having to crawl off the pitch normally. Yeah, this is a different era. Um but we still don't look like creating the chances though. Do you know what I mean? We still don't look, we we had them pen back at times, especially later in the game and you still look at it and you think we still don't look like we're knocking the door. Yeah, we've got possession. We've getting them in good areas, but we haven't got the. It's like the locksmith ain't there at the minute, and we're just not getting behind them enough. And then the final ball, it's just it doesn't doesn't seem there. I mean, to be fair, he bought off Ronaldo at the end. We looked disgusted with the decision. Uh, and Did you speak to him? On. Did you speak to him about that? Did you speak to him about that? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Obviously, he's disappointed. He don't. He's not happy. He's, I think. But you, you take off any number nine in the game when they're still trying to score a goal, they won't be happy. Um, but I always think I've got to be honest. If you want to, you, you keep your goal scorers on the pitch at the end of the game to score goals. I, I agree with bringing Marcus on, hundred percent. But you keep your goals on the pitch. Who else is going to get you the goals if that ball if that ball comes in the box like it did at the end of the game from Casemiro? Ideally, you want that to be on the head of Cristiano Ronaldo. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Marcus is a big chance for Marcus, but he didn't convert it, which is fine. But he, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Bring Marcus in that in, into the equation, but you don't take off someone who's who's, who's your goal getter, your main chief goal getter at that point. But uh, I think the manager seemed quite content with the performance, but it's still way off where he needs to be, which I'm sure I think he'll probably admit that anyway. And you guys got lucky, by the way, Steve Rio, because that Varane foul on Joel Linton, my word, honestly, I don't know, that's just that OT luck, you know. And to be, as, as far as I'm concerned, Varane, <clears throat> decent defender, Champions League Varane. <laughs> no, 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 he's decent. <clears throat> I'm saying decent. Don't try it. We ain't seen what we've seen from him at Real Madrid at Man United. So don't go there. He solidified the defence of Martinez this season, but it's not the same guy. I told you the other day offline, 
and I'll say it with my chest, take back the lantern, mate. Take back that whatever you gave him when he came on the pitch that day last season, yeah, and you, you handed over the torch, take it back, fam. Because as far as I'm <laughs> concerned, yeah, I don't care. I'm doing a lot of chat today, Rio. Yeah, take you it are. back. Yeah, you know, I, I think when I, when I see, I don't think defenders are afraid of him, you know. In your era, you're coming up against Rio, Vidic, you know, you've got Carvalho, John Terry. You've got proper combinations there. Sammy Hupia, whoever he was playing with. I know they weren't as good as you guys, but there were still people that you go, ooh, they weren't. I'm watching that. You know what I mean? Now, I just kind of feel like they come there and they just think, yeah, we'll bop it around a little bit. Maybe we'll get a few chances. Joel Linton, my man, hitting the crossbar, hitting the post. There's no fear. I'm not saying that's got anything to do with the centre-backs there, but there's no fear. I when I look at Old Trafford, I kind of think it's a jolly day out. You know what I mean? And for Newcastle, <laughs> they've done well, guy, haven't they? they've, they've had a great start to the season. But there's no fear. Steve, are you, do you think teams fear Man United when they come to your ground? No, no, they don't. Certainly mm. nowhere near they used to. But I think you're massively downplaying the fact that you know, we're a couple of months in with a new manager. Last season, United playing out made me want to smash my head off anything hard. Right. The, yesterday, we played good football from the back. We moved it through the thirds with a high degree of quality and technicality. That little triangle in the centre of Martinez, Casemiro and Varane has just totally transformed Manchester United. We now look like we know what we're doing and we're capable of doing it. And it was at times yesterday in the first half where Newcastle was pressing the hell out of us and we were just bopping it. And we were so composed and we were so relaxed and it, it looked high-level football. And I, I remember turning around to the guy behind me, I was like, where has this been? I haven't seen this for a while. What United have done in, in a couple of months, I don't think you can underestimate. And I think people completely overlook it because we haven't had a spectacular win and we haven't really had like a, a massive sustained run of form. But we are playing really, really good football. We are. Yeah. We, listen, we're, listen. we're miles better defensively. We, we look, we're, like, we're playing on the halfway line and we look, calm with it we look like we can deal with it this Newcastle team has caused everyone they've played trouble they've not like lost in like 12 games or something like that they was a good team and they came and did nothing to us yesterday and I mean nothing you right? can't you say can nothing about, I just talked about, about the chances play. that Joe Linton had you can't say that on a normal day he converts them you know and, and Varane, Varane flipping the foul that Varane made on him is a pen then what? Joe, so you, Joe, you can't Joe, necessarily Joe, say they Joe, did nothing to you. Joe, just because you've got you a, a similar name, Joe Linton and Joe, yeah? Don't back him to the hill. The geez, no, Joe but it's Linton the truth, and finish, Joe, Joe, Lin, Joe Linton and finishing and never owe on another day finishing because he's not a finisher. Don't, don't, don't ever say that. Why are we talking about someone hitting the post and not the back of the net? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, on another day, Marcus Rashford it's at home and we win. On another day, yeah, the referee yeah, yeah. actually opens his eyes, sees the foul in yeah. front of him, and gives it. On another day, the referee's paying attention, sees the ball has been played, and Cristiano Ronaldo's goal stands. Just because yeah. the officials aren't paying attention doesn't mean that these things didn't take place. Talk about that, Joe. Now, Talk about that. Cristiano Ronaldo was clearly offside, But he was clearly offside. He was clearly offside. So what? You when, when Sancho set him up? Who? No, when, when when the ball was when the free kick was taken and then Ronaldo ran up to it and he kicked it. Oh, goal. that yeah, yeah, no, no, that, no, that that I give that I give. I don't know what the referee was on there, and I don't think the penalty have been decision tried. with Sancho. The penalty decision on Sancho. Has that not a penalty? What? What? The one where he dived like he got he got shot in the air. Like, it doesn't oh, matter. Like, it's, it's irrelevant what he did. Though. He was impeded. Nah, that's no pen, man. 
That's no pen to me. I'm sorry. I mean, it's 100% no pen. a pen. No pen. Even though no I'm Ronaldo, any, anywhere else in the, in, in the ground, the one on Ronaldo is a free kick anywhere else outside the penalty area. I think we question Eric Ten Hag's decision for taking off Ronaldo. Like Rio lightly alluded to in the beginning of this chat, you don't take off the bags, man. Because if you take off the bags, man, those two chances, the one that Fred misses and flipping Rashford's chance, you win the game. Let's talk about that because I see those decisions Hang on, being I made. I haven't finished the game yet. Please, what'd you say? I thought there was a, a pretty good performances across the board, but I thought Fred dropped a one out of ten. Fred was <laughs> actively playing against us. Bruno, Bruno didn't get on the ball anywhere near enough. And I don't know if that was instructions or just what he was doing because there was times in the first half Ronaldo was dropping off and, and Bruno was getting ahead of him, which makes you think that that might have been a plan. But at the same time, it was mad, mad frustrating that you're not seeing Bruno getting on the ball. And then when Newcastle went into a bit of a low block last 20 minutes, Bruno's in the box. He's about 5'8". Why are we going to be putting a 5'8 guy that's actually got a final ball on him and be asking Fred to try and deliver a final ball? That, for me, was was bad on the player, bad on the management for not fixing that because mm. he's not effective against a low mm. block in the box. He's not getting his head on stuff. But he is effective delivering that final ball, which we didn't see. The creativity wasn't there. And I think it shows, one, how good Christian Eriksen has been for us this year that we missed him so badly yesterday. He would Ooh. have he would have unlocked that door yesterday for us, no problem. The drop-off from him to Fred is vast. But what I don't understand is, I could tend to agree with maybe not taking Ronaldo off, but actually, he was anonymous. Him, Bruno, Fred didn't do a lot. And Sancho... Steve, the differences with Ronaldo, the differences with Ronaldo, he can be anonymous, but he'll get you a goal. He'll get you the winner. That's his job. And even myself, yeah, anyone can see that. It don't matter how old it is. The guy can be 50, bro. Like, if the ball lands on his feet or on his head, that's the man you want. I don't remember the last time I saw Rashford. Rashford, head oh, like, yeah, that's who I want there in the box. It don't work like that, bro. It don't work like that. You know, so no, as far as I'm concerned, we need to start questioning the manager. We do. We need to start questioning the manager's tactics. If I, if I was a Man United fan, that's all. Do you know what, though? Do you know what, though, Joe, Joe? That's That's an Arsenal man's reaction. Question <laughs> your manager. You were, you were asking for Arteta out, and now you're trying to give him a 10-year deal. Like, it's, that's the difference with us, guys. Where we don't, we, we're not, oh, oh my God, we've got to get him out, get him out. He's having a don't bad one. Listen, he, don't try it. yesterday, when Ragnit was there, when Ragnit was there, he was, when Ragnit was there, he was ready to fire him off, mate. The contrast between how you were between after Oli time. and Ragnit. After time, after time. Yeah. No, no, I gave him both time. Ragnit got time, Oli got time. And when it's the right time to be time. said, then I say it. Not the same time, lads. Not the same time. Uh, My only Steve. question with him this week is that, like, you've you've got Kobe Mainu, you've got Zidane. The evidence that we saw of Zidane in preseason, which is all we've had to go off, was that he's more than capable of filling in. Why he didn't come and fill in and just show things up because Fred was just all over the gaff yesterday, and it what the, the game wasn't the type of game for Fred. We needed someone that could play a ball, someone that might be able to go past someone in midfield. That's not Fred's game. And we, we didn't have that at all. Like, if anyone, like, Zidane looks eerily similar to Christian Eriksen. Not on the same level, obviously. But he's never going to get on the same level if you don't give him an opportunity. What's the point in having these kids on the bench week in, week out, if you're not going to use them when you need them? 
Do you reckon he yeah. makes a difference against Newcastle, though, Steve? That's the no, question. I reckon this he... Is reckon... This is an on-form Newcastle, by the way, because you sound like a Man United fan just wanting like your wishes to come true. But let's take it for what it is. Uh, is he making a difference against Newcastle? Joe, stop you never trying know. to phrase you never know. I'm asking you. I'm, ask, I'm not saying yes I, or no. I'm asking. You're asking me to phrase it in a mad reaction. Does Zidane Iqbal make a difference against Newcastle? No. Zidane Iqbal improves what Fred delivered against Newcastle yesterday, though. Okay. I've got no qualms about saying that. So would Charlie Savage. You know, what we've seen of these guys so far, they would have improved on what Fred... I mean, Look, I don't think Fred deliberately went out there to have a stinker, but it just seemed to me every single thing he did was a bad decision. You know, when he was in shooting positions, you just think, not you. Like, anyone but you in this position. Because it's almost comical you know exactly what's going to happen. Like, mm. I, from what I've... The evidence I've seen of both of them players, Kobe Maynard's a bit more of um, an unknown quantity. He's a, a, a good player with good prospects, 17, and has not been near the first team, really. So, he's a bit more different. But we did see on pre-season, both Charlie Savage and Zidane Iqbal, I know Charlie wasn't on the bench yesterday. Why not? At the, the time of the game that we was in, why not? I don't think they would have given away a goal. And I actually think that they would have moved the ball more efficiently than than uh, Fred did. Do you think uh, do you think because he's he's at the beginning of his main night career is you just like he's under a bit too much pressure to risk something like that with the young players at this stage? Maybe. I mean he got his arse handed to him against City, didn't he, a couple of weeks ago. Maybe mm. that's made him a touch gun shy. Um but I, I think that the positives of what he's done as a manager so far, like I mentioned, United playing out last year used to give me a migraine. We look yeah, like we, we know what we're doing at the moment. We look like we're moving it through the thirds really well. There's a level of composure that Casemiro brought yesterday. Um, Martinez, honestly, cult hero in the making. He, he's he's going to get there. And, and him and, and Varane, you know, another clean sheet. Like, the I performance think, think, is there. Uh, Steve, I think up to the final third, we're looking more like a team that knows what they're doing. Right. I have to say, before before that, before Eric Kentenha came, and probably in the first two games of the season, I was thinking like, what is our identity? That's all I said last year, the common theme of these conversations for me was like, we have no idea of a philosophy or an identity of where we play. Now you can start seeing it starting to come through. You listen to Casemiro's comments the other day, after the game, talking about the way that they're trying to play, there's, a, there's a, a style that they're trying to get to, the manager's trying to implement. And obviously, these things take time. You can't expect the manager to come in overnight. It all just changed. Listen, Tuchel came into Chelsea. Everything changed. Um, and they went and won the Champions League. That's like a one-in-a-million kind of um, scenario. It doesn't happen all the time. You have to have an element of luck. You've got to fall in the right manager. You've got to come with the right players, etc. And timing's got to be bang on. Here, confidence was a, a real low ebb. And I think that he's trying to build. And I think we have to just give him the time. I think up to the final third, things are looking a lot better. I still think final third area, we're still saying, let's just give it to him. Hopefully he does something. Give it to him. Hopefully he does something. And I think that's, once he gets past that and, and unlocks that element, then we've got a chance of looking at it as a whole and going, okay, where am I United at? Positionally, we look good. My seat in the Stratford ends high up on the second tier. Yeah. So you get like a proper tactics board view and, and can see, you know, the full width of the pitch and the and the depth of the pitch and see the position of everyone. And when we're attacking, the shapes that we're making as a team, to me, look textbook. They look excellent. You know, you're, you're not going, why are you over there? We're not too narrow. We're not too wide. There's a good spacing amongst everyone. We're using switches. We look like we're doing the right thing, but that final ball just isn't there. There's a, 
a little bit maybe a lack of movement um, and a little bit slow getting it into the final third as well. It's a little bit methodical getting it there, which means that opposition gets to sit back. But 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 also as well, when when you get opposition like Newcastle, in my day when we played, yeah, and I think it's been the best teams this happens, in the final third, teams are sitting back with low blocks, big numbers in the bo- around the box. Then it comes into either creating 1v1s or... 2v1 overloads out wide, which City do better than anyone else, yeah? Mm. We don't seem to have the imagination in those areas. Like, we used to give it to Anani, give it to Kixi, give it to Bex even, give it to Antonio Valencia, give it to Cristiano when they're wide and say, right, get them in a 1v1 situation, either with a good ball from, from Scolzi, Carrick, etc. Get them 1v1 and say, right, do your thing now. Go on. At the moment, I don't think we get sometimes in those positions, and unfortunately for us, I think our wide players are actually turning away from that. They're not. They're not. They're not. They're not killing fullbacks. They're not skinning them. Like you're used to seeing that. The best teams, the wingers, get people one v one. They wait for that moment in a the game. They might only get two or three moments in a game where they stand that fullback up one v one. Saka does it as well as anyone at the moment in the league. They get them fullback one v one. They say, right, I'm going to ghost you. And at the moment, our wide players aren't doing it. I think a lot of lots of their game, parts of their games, are really working functionally. Other than the City game, defensively getting into a good shape, they're doing well. But it's when we have the ball and we want them to then do that little bit of icing on the top, the cherry on the top stuff. We ain't getting that right now at the moment. And that's what you need sometimes to create that space. And all of a sudden, they're behind their defence. Then the likes of Cristiano, Rashford, etc. can come alive and get your goals. Bruno coming late, etc. And we ain't getting that at the moment. Anthony did well yesterday. Last couple of weeks, I've been saying, really like most aspects of his game, I want to see him run at his fullback, and he did that yesterday. He did it a lot, and he he looked so up for it yesterday. It, it was it was it was good to see then how it was up down for to it final he ball. Then it was down mm. to final ball. Yep, and the final ball right. wasn't there for him, but he was going mm. past the fullback uh, and taking him on and and trying to get around the outside. Uh, and he looked aggressive yesterday. I, I, I was, was impressed. It was with him Dan Byrne, who's seven foot four, you know, yeah. who ain't quick on the turn, <laughs> but he's still doing it. He's still yeah, got guys. Quick one before uh, before we, we, we move on. Uh, I want to know. We're wrapping up now. You, are, you, are you guys ready for Spurs then? You know, that's that's coming up on Wednesday evening. Um, are you ready? Yeah, we've got to do a reacts to that show, I think, as well, because I think it's going to be a good one. I think it'd be, it's always eventful we play against Spurs. And I, th- I think, listen, Conte, Spurs, Kane, Richardson's out, injured, by the way. So, uh, listen, I, I think the game's there for us to win. Um, I think it'll be tight. I don't think it'll be a free-scoring game, but I think we'll, it'll be there'll be some stuff going on in there that we'll be able to go. You know what we are to react to, but I don't know. It depends. Is Rashford going to start? Is Cristiano going to start? Will you go with the same team? Um, it'd be interesting to see. But listen, I, I, don't think I don't think there's much between the teams. United should be going out and saying we're going to win this game. You're at home at Old Trafford against Spurs. At the end of the day. That should be looking like three points for you. You should be going out there with the intention to take the three points. You ain't getting three points in that game, bro. I, I Shut up, man, with your I energy. The way you're talking, you're points. talking like you are. You lot are ten. You lot are we beat them. We beat in, them at our home ground. You're and we beat you. You ain't you. You ain't getting three points in them. I guarantee you ain't getting three points. In yeah, and we we'll beat see. you. Just remember that. Don't forget that. We'll see. We'll see you on Wednesday. Slapped. Right. Slapped. Yeah. <laughs> and you celebrated like you won the World Cup, geez. All right, so we're moving on to Liverpool versus Manchester City. Oh, oh, for me, right, spicy game. You know what I mean? Because 
I, I genuinely didn't think Liverpool were going to win that game, but it just shows, man, that they've still got it in them. They've still got it in there. And I thought Mo Salah's performance yesterday was the Mo Salah of old, the Mo Salah of six months ago, man. Um, I, for me personally, he really, really gave him trouble. Uh, I don't know if it's, it's, you know, Diaz not played as many games as, you know, he would have liked the season. I don't know. But either way, for me, that was that was the Liverpool we know. I don't know what you think, Rio. Uh, I've watched Liverpool about three or four times live this year. And that was a Liverpool that I haven't seen. Uh, and I didn't know, after watching them this many times this season, I was thinking, has that gone? Has that Liverpool energy, rock and roll football, high-octane football disappeared now and left them forever? Uh, and I wasn't sure of the answer. And we went into this game and I, I didn't really give them much hope like everybody else. And they produced a performance. The big question is, is this performance sustainable? Will we now see a run? Will we now see this performance week in, week out? Or was it just, you know what, we can get up for that game. We can't keep that going because we haven't got that in us. That's the big question now with this Liverpool team. But what I saw, we uh, the, the, listen, forget Liverpool or City. That was a high, high level game. That was back to like last season's levels of football between the two teams where you're going, whoa, yeah, like yeah. two That's teams just... tactically at their at their best. Two teams that were physically at their best, it seemed, in the game. And two teams that weren't playing with a handbrake. And Liverpool were the only team capable or had the balls to, at the moment, go toe-to-toe -to -toe with this City team at any game and say, you know what, we can roll our sleeves up and we'll match all over the park. And mm -hmm. like the manager said, Klopp, after the game, he was confident. They had the confidence he instills in that team. I'll play Milner against Foden. Before the game, everyone would have been going, oh, my God, Milner is going to get roasted. Goes out there, puts in the performance. Joe... Joe, Joe, um, Joe Gomez. He's been. He hasn't played well at all recent weeks. Yeah, he's well against yeah, Rangers, yeah. but that's that, that. That's not really the marker you're looking for. Goes in against Haaland, yeah. who's been the animal of the league. Him and Virgil Van Dijk lock him down. Um, and you, you, you think to yourself, "Whoa, it's it's about yeah." The level hasn't gone, but we haven't seen it, and they produced it. And listen, Mo Salah again, another person who's been off the ball compared to his standards. Yes, gets, gets the opportunity in the game. Gets the opportunity in the game. You just think, "Whoa, this is this is scary for the other players." And he's right. He, he's goal and an assist ratio over the, over this year. He's the best in the league goals and assist ratio over the course of the whole season and whole year. Sorry. So there's no doubt in his quality. It's just that people are out of form for Liverpool. There's massive injuries. Jota another injury, and you're thinking these guys they can't they can't pull out this win, and they went and done it. And then listen. If you're being honest, they could probably have beaten by another couple of goals. It wouldn't have been you wouldn't have said, you know what, that's out of order. Mm -hmm. Um, Steve, Jurgen Klopp receiving a red card. Did you think he deserved it? Always. Listen, this game was won and lost on defense, right? Liverpool won it because Trent wasn't playing, and City lost it because Cancelo yeah. didn't allow himself the extra man. That's it. That was the mistake. Yeah. Oh, I was man. thinking, see, I was thinking, what is he doing there on his own like that? 1v1. Plus one, Rio. Them's the rules. Yeah, against against Salah. I'll be thinking, like, he should have been screaming at someone in his team, get back and help me, especially him, get back and help me because I can't deal with Salah on my own. If Salah gets hold of this ball at any point, I'm curtains. And to be fair, the ball dropped him and you're thinking, his best attribute is actually on the ball, Cancelo. And that's the mistake he made. He, it went under his feet and then the rest is history. But... As a defender in those situations, 
Yeah, I, I think Cancelo is great it's with the ball, but again, he, defensively as well, he's he, a 1v1. That's not his best attribute, but he doesn't get right. I didn't know that before, but I found out yesterday. I wasn't sure. I thought, I've never really seen him like that before, you know, Rio. No, no, no. no. Cancelo 1v1. Launch Thanks. him. Is it? Take the yellow, yeah. take the red, whatever it is. Keep it nil-nil. Yeah, Cancelo mm-hmm. 1v1 defensively, he, he's, there's, a, there's still improvements to be made, but he doesn't mm-hmm. get left and isolated like that a lot. So he gets, he, he's fine. And what he does with the ball, far outweighs what he does defensively. But listen, what I would say is that, that you have to, as a defender, I, I don't care whether it's modern football or not, you've got to be saying to someone, get get around me, especially if you're someone who defensively is one of your weaker parts of your game. Get get around just in case. Mm. Um, and also, that, I mean, obviously, Haaland. But Rio, this one was really interesting to me, right? Mm. As sick as Haaland's been, he is like my number one striker in the Premier League. He's everyone's number one striker in the Premier League at the moment. But it makes you wonder. It's the second time I've seen. It's the second time I've seen VVD have a good game uh, against him this season. Uh, earlier on was uh, in the Community Shield, obviously yesterday as well. Do you think if he came across better defenders, and I keep talking about the earlier Premier League errors, do you reckon he's doing the madnesses that he's doing now? Because as as good as he is, I'm thinking to myself, you might have maybe not completely stopped him. Obviously, he's doing a craziness, but. He might not be doing the manners he's doing if he's coming up against a Vidic and a Rio, or he's coming up against, you know, a uh, uh, Sol Campbell and um, and and Toure, you know, Colo Toure, or coming up against these strong, these strong combination of defenders. Do you get where I'm coming from? Because it's like yeah, he's I walking. Think the I, I, I think there's, I don't, I don't think there's any argument. I don't think anybody could come to me and make a real good argument against what I'm going to say here. Is that the defenders? either individually, talking centre-backs here, or as a combination, were better when I was playing. If you go through it and you look at the, the combinations you had at the various clubs, they were, they're better than today. Like, like you said, the one I had with Vidic, Carvalho and Terry. You've got um, Colo and Ture and, and, yeah. and Sol Campbell. You've got mm. Ledley with Dawson at, um, at Spurs. You can go on and on. And there's good centre-back pairings across the league that were better, the depth is better. If you went through the top 10 centre-backs in my day versus the top 10, we should do a show on this, versus the mm. top 10 in, in, in the, the league right now, I think it's night and day the difference. We can say that is. there's players. Go on. It's academy football. Academy yeah, football is yeah. churning out a lot of players that are carbon copies of each other. They're all technical. They're all good with both feet. And you've got too many... So, I mean... I think there's a lack of out-and-out great wingers. There's a lack of out-and-out great strikers. There's a lack of out-and-out great centre-halves. Full-backs, centre-mids, defensive mids, number 10s, wide forwards, they're all a much of a muchness. They're, they're, there is number 10s now. Of academy football. There's, there's but, so but, but, much but, but, the, the problem I think with centre-backs, if I just go and put it to centre-backs only, I don't see... Um, fundamentals, the basic defensive fundamentals ingrained in any centre-backs nowadays, in many. You don't, you don't see it who actually enjoy the element of defending, who do the simple things in terms of defending the front post with, your, with the, the, the foot that you're meant to. You see the players defending the front post going with the, 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 only the foot that they normally naturally kick with, where sometimes you have to go with your weaker foot because it's, it's meant to go on that side of the pitch when you're front post. 
your shoulders being the wrong way when the balls are coming in the box. If defending 1v1 situations, going and standing upright and straight. Like there's so many things I look at and think, wow, you ain't been coached. It's like for young players are getting into the first team early and then that element, that window of coaching from like 17, 18 to 21 that you still are meant to go through stops because you're a first team player. It's, it's very, it's, uh, it's, I don't know, I find it sad to see that. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm, it goes back to your point about Haaland, would he score in our date? We don't know. We just don't know. But I just think that maybe some def- the defending individuals and the combinations, I feel would have probably made it a bit harder for him. Whether he gets in numbers, I don't know at all. But, but like, listen, Referee I think the big difference yesterday. Well. Yeah, and, and I think the big thing yesterday with Liverpool, and I think you've got to use things as a blueprint, is they got around him. They got about him. I mean, it, and, and it wasn't an easy day's work for him, like, and, and they frustrated him. Um, and I thought Gomez was the best one out of the two yesterday. Um, yeah, and, and, and so you've seen a blueprint. And that's why I think, again, young players, watch, watch games, watch live games, watch football, see who does think things the best. Take it into your own game. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, Pep Guardiola, sorry, before Steve. Before we go on, before we go on, talking about the, the fundamentals of defending as well, have you seen that the FA is going to be taking out heading from under 12s? Oh, that yeah. to me is mad. Steve, they're going to fall behind, you know, massively compared to the other nations. What I, I predict is that you're going to see if the English FA removes heading, I understand the, the dementia, the CTE, the, the reasoning behind right. it, but mm-hmm. if you, if you um, eliminate heading, all you're going to do is hamper the homegrown pl- product because all they're going to do is just go to Hungary, Serbia, France, Germany, wherever they're still heading at eight and nine year old and just bring them in because they're going to be more effective headers of the ball having been taught that from a younger mm. age. That's crazy, man. Yeah, I- I'm not a fan of that. Uh, before we move on, um, Rio, did you see Pep Guardiola's comments basically saying, this is Anfield. Every time you come here lately, unfortunately, <laughs> this is Anfield. The referee said, play on, play on, play on. Then there was thousands for millions like this. And then obviously Pep was playing up to the crowd. I always think it's a bad idea playing up to the Liverpool crowd, you know, Rio. Because um, we saw that with... Who's um, done it before? Arteta done um, it before, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. we saw what happened last time. Yeah, look, look, look. you want to say it all faster than that. Yeah, it was Arteta. But uh, he's learnt from that. Do you think that made a, a difference yesterday? Um, uh, I think so, yeah. I think... Um... But I like it. I like the subplot. I like mm. the that it's animated. It, it's another story, another layer to the show, man. I love it. But it's um, I do think he said before that the, the crowd was quite calm. The game was calm uh, to a certain extent before that. When he done that, the players feel that man. You feel on the pitch when the stage is like, whoa, what's the difference in the volume? In the in the in the there's a spark, and sometimes it's a tackle or or situation in the game. And yesterday it was it was the it was the manager on the side of the pitch, and I'm sure that maybe would have contributed to where to where it went. Mm-hmm. Steve, um, did you uh, manage to watch the Arsenal game yesterday? Leeds Arsenal one nil. 
No, I saw that it got delayed. It was, I was at Old Trafford. Well, I saw that uh, kickoff got delayed because uh, Leeds hadn't paid their electricity meter or something. Yeah. Is that what it was? Time's hard. It's cost of living's gone up. So, uh, you know, it's understandable. Yeah, man. You, you well, would think that that like that, Yeah, no one cares. Go on, go on. What well, do you, you know? You, you, you were lucky. You were lucky. But, yeah, you know what? You know what, Joe? Yeah. Joe, Joe, it's a good sign for you lot. To there win a game go. like that, you have to say... Yeah, you've got to win the league now, yeah. That's, that's what's going to happen. Shut up, Steve, really man. Sign, Let man. my man give us the praise. You know, it don't happen all the time. Go on, Rio, no, carry I'll, on. I'll give you lot your praise. I'll give you your praise. You, do, you, you win a game that you maybe shouldn't. Um, Leeds, I thought, if they continue the way they are, they'll be all right. Um, they showed a lot of good signs. But you need an element of luck. You need your keeper to play well in those situations as well. But at the same time, for Arsenal, if I'm an Arsenal player in that dressing room, I had many times where you won a game and you thought, you know what, lucky to get away with that. But it's just another tick in the box and you're going, right, well, that's something. That's a game Arsenal would have lost two or three nil in years mm-hmm. gone by. So mm-hmm. and I think I'm sure the team talk or the, the, de- the debrief on Monday would have been that, mm-hmm. guys, we, we didn't play well. And there's a few things we need to iron out and I ain't happy about this. But the best thing about that is we would have lost that before and we didn't. So we're making moves in the right direction. I think that's where Arsenal, where Arsenal football club are at the moment. Moving in but the right direction. Uh, Arteta's drawn on his whiteboard after it. Bro, bro. You, you can, <laughs> you can October's looking all right at the moment. Listen, See, you, listen. you just going on about October. And October's been all right for them so far. Bro, what, what's the forfeit? What's the forfeit? For Come what? on, there has to be a forfeit. Huh? Well, see where you finished. You're still crowing. Nah, 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 nah. You guys in the comments, let us know what Steve's forfeit hey, should be. Do you know Is that? Is that going to be washed in He's October? There's only. These two teams that have won nine out of ten games yeah. at the start of the season and not won the league, and it's Arsenal twice. <laughs> and it's gonna happen three times. Listen, Bakayo Sako, right? Just just to give a, a bit of spice on my guy, four goals and four assists uh, in his last seven Premier League games, right? And he's been directly involved here this week in nine goals in his previous eight starts for Arsenal. I mean, what makes me laugh is that's what you want for a player going into the World Cup as well. He's going to be vital for England, you know, coming up um, uh, next month. In in, in this form, in this form, you can't look past Saka on that right wing spot. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. in this form, and I, and I think in an England shirt as well, he does it as well. And like I said earlier at the top of the show, he's a winger, but when he gets it, I, I've watched him a couple of times this year live as well. When he gets it, his first instinct and intentions are to go past you. Yes. He wants to attack the fullback. And we spoke to Nani, remember? And he said that was his intention. As soon as he played, when he got the ball, 1v1, his intentions was just go and beat the fullback. And I love that about him. He's got no fear. He's playing with a bit more maturity every time I see him. Um, And listen, he's in a good vein of form at the moment with a club that's playing in a good vein of form and he's confident. Um, And if he's in that mode of getting into the World Cup, I don't see anybody starting in front of him on the right-hand side. Gabriel Redcard, that's our liability there, isn't it? I know he played well, but that guy, I'm the sorry. Whether he stays on or gets sent off anyway. He's, he's like a, um, you know, <laughs> you your centre backs, you don't, you don't want your centre, but you know, you know, centre backs, you don't really want to be talked about a lot during a game. If you could just go through games and just put an eight out of 10 in most games. Every week, every do, week. You're yeah. flying. But every week he's in the headlines. He's always in, he's in, he's in the next, underneath the headline with a, a little, a little bullet point next to his name about an incident. 
Oh, guys, we've got a new location for Rio. What are you doing? You teleported. <laughs> my battery, man. My battery and my thing just went. I can't believe it. Anyway, I'm in charge now. I'm charging. It's all good. It's all good. But yeah, um, you were saying about, uh, we were talking about Saka, no, Gabriel, right? He's in the news every week. It's not great, is it? You know, um, hopefully we can yeah, replace but, him. Yeah. No, I don't know if you want to replace him. I think sometimes that energy, that someone, as as much as you call it, maybe a liability, but he's he's, he's performing. Um, I think time will tell if he's someone you want to stick by. I don't like emotional defenders. That's what I always say about centre-backs. I don't like emotional ones that get caught up in, in the moment in games. They're, they leave you sometimes, obviously, with a man down at times and can be a bit impulsive and, and jump out and make mad decisions in big moments. So um, if he can grow out of that, you've got a good player there. Who was an emotional defender you played with that you just thought, oh, allow it, bruv? You'd uh, Titus, Titus Bramble. <laughs> Titus Bramble. Titus <laughs> Bramble. Um, he's an emotional defender. Um, trying to think, I can't think of the top of my head who's an emotional defender. Michael Richards, nah, Michael Richards. What are you saying him for? Because um, I think, I think in the beginning of his career, he was, he was sound. I think near the latter years, especially when he was at Villa, like, bruv, you didn't know what my man was going to do every week. <laughs> it's like, nice. it's mad. Um, I can't think of that. You've just thrown me with that question, but I'll come back to that when we talk about yeah. the top 10 defenders or the best defenders this era or the modern era now or my era. Yeah, come on. Steve, do you want to talk about Chelsea, Grandpa, Steven Gerrard, Steve. Aston Villa? Go on. I've got some things to say, and Rio's <laughs> just totally glossing over this subject because there is two mates. Old, old on, Frank, then. who's on speed on, dial. Then. He never gets told, does he? And uh, on, and Stevie G. I told cool, y'all he was gash. And th that he squad did. that he's got, it's outperforming or should be outperforming the results he's getting. This, you know, wh what happened to the cool stare that he had? Yeah, staring a crowd out. Delivers zero points. Does a cool stare. Hands in the pockets. Walking out dead cool. Behave yourself, right? I guarantee I'd win the league in Scotland with Rangers. No he problem. He said this on the team chat yesterday, by the way. No you're, problem. You're joking. But you know, but you, can't say, but you can't Joe really the say last that. The person that didn't Celtic, manage Rangers or Celtic to win the league was Fergie. Yeah, but Celtic were dominating those teams. Celtic were dominating. What he did, he did some sort of job when he went there, you know. It's not like he, he did nothing. But I agree with yeah, you. You've got to respect that. Yeah, you do. You do. So you it, do. Did, so it looked like they were going to go and win the league like for the next 20 years, the way that exactly. they were going in that league. And he come in and he oh. changed that. Listen, I, I Have I you agree. seen some of the people who've won the league with Celtic? Honestly. I agree. That, I agree they're struggling at the moment, Villa. They're struggling for, to get a result. Do you know what? Up to, Again, up to the final third and converting chances, they've actually looked all right at times. They're not converting chances. I think if they had someone up there who'd been converting the chances, they missed a lot of chances. Even the game against Chelsea at the weekend, they had a couple of chances before the goal went in, first goal, would have changed the dynamics of the game. Um, but it's, listen, listen, you live and die by results. And I think, you like you said, Stevie and Frank at the moment ain't getting the results that, that, that are required. And we remain to be seeing what happens with them. My former, my former far too political answer. Far too political an answer. <laughs> Talk about Tyrell means defending, honestly. It's a crime. Well, we uh, talk about that when we do the, the centre-halves of, of yesteday. Yeah. And today, <laughs> my, my former gaffer, yeah. Top ten, honestly. 
my former gaffer is an Aston Villa fan, yeah, and he's calling for Stevie to go. You know, I can't lie. He's been Andy Brogan. He is like he messaged wow. me yesterday, yeah, and he said <laughs> he said something like, "What is going on with Stevie G?" Yeah, like he basically said he's only in the job because of his name. That's what he said. So um, deep down, I'd love them both to be back on the sofa with me with BT. Me yeah. being selfish, I'd love it. But at the same time, I love, I, I want to see my old football teammates do well. So, um, but I think if, if whenever it's deemed firm to be time, and if it, if, it, if it's the right decision, then then so be it. You got it's, it's a game where you've got again results will determine what happens. So they, they, I don't think their names will, will will save them from 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 the sack if they're hear, not performing. Hear this, and hear this, guys. Captain, please tell me that you've heard somewhere through the grapevine that Gerard is getting the sack. He's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, mate. That's out of order. That's, is that Steve? Is that Steve with a voice, a voice tuner? Nah, that's Andy Brogan. Nah, he's, it must be Steve. Must be, him and Steve must be talking. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, that's Honestly, the thing. The debate about who was the best midfielder, Lampard, Gerard, or Scholes, you just flip that and go, who is the worst manager out of the three of them? Because the three of them have just <laughs> shit the bed, haven't they? Oh, man. But Mount did well. Gerard's actually won something. Frank Lampard got gifted all of the loanies that he got when he was Derby manager, achieved nothing, then got a Chelsea job, achieved nothing, and then picked up an Everton job, honestly. You could put Roy Keane in there as well, probably, in great midfielders like that. He did pretty good bits, though, at Sunderland, Roy Keane. He did do so, bits with Sunderland. Yeah, but so, Stevie, Stevie done good bits at Rangers. I'm exactly. It's about the same level I'm managing in. Yeah, but you see the bias kicks in there. I see it straight away. Before we move on. Getting out of the championship as a manager with Sunderland is, is tough going, right? And that's an achievement. And I think anyone that's done that needs a little bit of credit. Gerard and Lampard. By the way, that. by the way, someone who is on the, of a different at a different end of the spectrum, mm. Grand Potter, whose journey has been so different to those three guys, four guys we just mentioned, is mm. is doing well. He's gone in there and he's, he's said, steadied the ship. I was speaking to a few players who, like Danny Welbeck, and uh, who's played it for him, and Danny uh, Ashley Young last night on the WhatsApp group that we've got, who's played against him. And says that the, the amount of preparation that this guy does in formations and being able to be agile mid-game to change and flip formations to suit the opposition, he said it's like it's mesmeric, it's crazy. So he's doing real good stuff there. And I think he's what he's good at as well is he's not only good at like implementing the playing style, but he's good at educating his players. They go into games fully informed and uh, with the ability to flip in and out of different formations, you know. And for me as a player, I, I was asking the lads a question yesterday. I don't know if I'll be able to do that, you know. I don't, the, the, the way I was brought up, I don't know if I'll be able to have all the, too much information like that to flip in that formations in the game and to be as, like, open to all that. But I think this this player nowadays is brought up very different. So they, they're all more well-equipped. Do you know, 10 years ago, was it? Hang on, was it, was it 10 years ago? Well, 11 years ago. He was managing Leeds University. Mad. Crazy. It's unreal. You could, you, you could be Grand Potter, Steve. Yeah. I'm not a Grand Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I got a better win rate. Uh, Steve, you want to you wanna move us on um, talking about Frank Lampard and very, very quickly because I'm trying to wrap this up. But yeah, what's your thoughts on, on him so far? Obviously, um, Spurs beating Everton 2-0. Mm. Harry Kane and Hoiberg with the goals. 
Um, For starters, yeah, me and Rio it, disagree on this, but that was a dive. No way. Rio thinks it was a pen. He might have he might have simulated a little bit, but Pickford touches him. He goes down. It's a penalty. What are you on about? He's Pickford three quarters away anyway. through his dive before he glances a bit of his knee. Maybe. Mate, if, if one of your strikers done that, you'd say, you know what, son? That's why I pay you. That's why you're here, son. Well done. Dispatch it. Would you or would you not? Or would you say, you know what, guy? Put your hand up and tell him it weren't a penalty. Would you? No, obviously. But it's still a dive. Oh, Let's okay. call it right. It was a dive. Well, he simulated because there was contact. Don't call it simulation. Let's not diminish it by calling it. It was a dive. <laughs> it was a dive. All right. What game Just is next? Dirty, stinking dive. If he does that on Wednesday night, you're losing your mind. Yeah, Just you're right. so you know, yeah. Steve. You're Just right. so you know, Steve, Everton, um, they suffered their first defeat on the road for the first time in four matches. So they're 12. We can't act as if it's the end of the world. You know what I mean? They've done decent bits here. I think, they're, I think they're inconsistent. I think it's like two draws, two wins, two losses. Yeah. Like a lot in the, in the run of six games or seven games after that. Look, so it's not, if it wasn't it's not the end of the world. If it wasn't yeah. for Pickford, they're already Googling championship teams for fixtures next year. He was non-existent. He was like a traffic cone in that last year, Pickford. This year, he, yeah. he's turned up and he's actually saving them goal after goal mm. after goal. He is putting in yeah, almost a superhuman, unsustainable level of performance he's putting in for him so far this year. Yeah, I agree. All right. What we got next? Guys. Uh, other other results, just wrapping it up now. You got Brentford beating Brighton 2 0. Ivan Tony, man. Wow. Two another two goals. Is there, yeah, does he go to the World Cup? What? You need to get on. Is it, and Ivan Tony, you need to get on here and talk to us, bro. We've got a few Ooh. things to talk out. Might as well come on during the World Cup because that Widge Garth Southgate is not going to take him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's no. not, is it? Why call him up and then just be like, yeah, don't worry about it. I'll just play Kane, who I already know about. What was the I point agree. of that international break? I, Absolutely. I agree, yeah. Should have got some minutes at least to see what he's like, see if the shirt weighs heavy on him or not. Yeah. What a because what if you've I... smashed in two or three against Germany and gone, oh my God, have I got a player on my hands here? No, mm. you're going to pick all faithful, all the players you already know. I'd have got rid of Southgate last week, me. But yeah. we, we know you would have. But you know what, Rio? I see Tony being like that next big move, you know? Like, for example, if, if Chelsea didn't get a Bamiyan, for me, he's like the perfect replacement right there. If you want to, if you want to pay well, someone, if he's, yeah. If you look at his numbers since he's coming to the Premier League, he's definitely got to be on the radar of some big, bigger clubs mm-hmm. than Brentford. I know they wouldn't like to hear us saying this, but I think he's he's his influence and his impact in the Premier League at the moment. He's got to be up there. If you're looking for a striker to come into your team and change your culture, he's got to be up there at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I, I can only see Chelsea, but I know that Aubameyang's playing so well now. He could he could have played himself mm-hmm. into a new contract, but. That that's the club for him, if anyone asks me. Um, Leicester Palace nil nil board draw. Um, Fulham two, Bournemouth two. I was actually outside that game there. I think Fulham didn't play too well. Mitrovic coming in, saving them again. Wolves one, Nottingham Forest nil. Nottingham Forest. Mate. You see the social media post from him. What? No. Nottingham Forest tweeted uh, one of the players sitting there with a lot of um, like wolf cubs and said something like playtime. After the game, Wolves tweeted like a wow. chopped down tree and put playtimes over. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I love that. Forest, love Forest that. are down, man. Yeah, Forest are from gone. Wolves. Forest are yeah. gone. Forest that, are in trouble. Good. I think if them and Le- if them or Leicester escape relegation, something insane has happened. Mm. Before we move on to the next bit, I want to ask you this about because the World Cup, 
sitting right in the middle of the season. Now, typically in a, a regular football season, we have the Champions League final, all the players go on holiday. If there's a World Cup on, obviously, the uh, or a Euros, the players go and get ready for that. They, they do what they got to do at the, the tournament. And the players that have been left behind either start work with you know one-to-one coaches or they come back into pre-season and those that have been at the tournament arrive a little bit later. You start your friendlies, you start your season. It, it's kind of a tried and tested kind of thing. But the World Cup being November, December, we know that there's uh, European fixtures eight days before the start of the World Cup, which is mental because the preparation levels are going to be all over the show for each different national team. I know the championship is given like the first two and a half, three weeks of, of no games. And then they're going to resume for like the knockout stages, which probably makes sense because I don't think many championship players will be involved in the back end of it. But what do you do, Rio, if you're um, a director of football, let's say United, just for argument's sake, we're probably going to have, what, a dozen players go, which means maybe 18 or so, 16 are going to stay behind. What do you do with those players? Do you give them a bit of a break? Do you push hard and try and do like a mini preseason, get them fresh? Do you organize internal friendlies? Do you do some behind closed door stuff? Do you maybe take them to the World Cup? Maybe watch a couple of games and do a bit of bonding. Like, what would you do? I think the word bonding is is good, but rest is important as well. I think I I presume that there'll be a rest period. Don't forget, it's about four and a half, five weeks from from one side to the other of the World Cup. So. I think there's going to be a, a, probably a week to 10 days of gone do your own thing. So you'll see players flying all over the world. And then there'll be an, a, a, a fitness period, getting yourself back to a level with the team. And I think the teams might go and travel and go on some mid, mid-season um, kind of little tour somewhere, <coughs> not a tour, where they'll just go and just go to a, a one spot. They'll go and chill with hot climate, um, get the fitness levels back up after the 10-day break, or a week break that they've had. And get themselves back up to, 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 to fitness again. There'll be some behind the closed doors like games, I'm sure. And when the teams come back together and they're in back to the England of the Premier League, they'll be they'll be fit and ready to go. And and it's that mid-season break that we have to play with now that we've never had and we've all been screaming out for as English players. The Premier League doesn't give you that. This is an opportunity now to see how impactful and how positive it can be for, for teams and players. Well, the ones who are going to go on it, it'll be positive for, but those that have gone right through to the semis and the final of the World Cup that last mm. week, you know, mm. is, is it Boxing Day we start again? They're going to get like two yeah, days Boxing off. Day. Yes, it's crazy. And you'd think maybe that the clubs might go, you know what, we, we might give them a week off that, that, that period, the, the first game back. I, I, I can see some managers going, listen, you can have a bit of time off to get to the semis or the final. Mm. Guys, Last game, uh, we don't have to talk about it, just a round-up. Southampton won, West Ham won. Uh, nothing really going on there, to be honest with you. Midweek games galore. We will be going live on Wednesday. Rio said it himself. Man United versus Tottenham. I don't see Tottenham losing against United away, put it that way. Uh, thank you very much for watching. We've got loads of shows coming this week. Oh, shut up, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> Top of the league. And we're signing out. Peace.